this episode of Business Line Podcast, Business Line's editor Raghuvi Srinivasan, Aarti Krishnan and Shishir Sinha speak with the Union Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman on the budget assumptions, the LIC IPO, crypto regulation and many other topics. Good evening ma'am, welcome to Chennai. Warm Chennai from the cold climes of Delhi. Yes. Good to see you here again after the budget and our customary budget interview. Thank you. So, uh, I'd like to start by asking you a question that is plaguing everybody in the last few days after uh, Vladimir Putin invaded uh, Ukraine. We had a very good budget. Excellent. It was appreciated by everybody for the numbers, the sincerity of the numbers, uh, the achievability of the numbers. One month almost down the line, in the light of what happened in Ukraine in the last few days, do you think that the budget numbers still hold because you assumed crude at 75, crude is now 103, uh, you assumed uh, uh, inflation at 3%, deflator, it's now expected to be much higher. Will the numbers, are the numbers under threat? That's a question we'd like to. Well, we've made some provision for any contingency that might arise because of COVID or because of any international. The spurt in the price of crude is something which we had kept some kind of a situation in mind and that it would cross 106, it touched 106 and it came down again. For how long? And is it going to continue? More than that, even at that price, is it going to be available or is there going to be a shortfall? There are various probable situations which are arising and we'll have to think about that. I won't quickly conclude that my numbers are being at threat and I may have to quickly review my number. No, not yet. I don't think there hopefully would be a need for it. Uh, we are also ensuring that uh, we are looking at alternative sources of crude and uh, also looking, we don't get any fuel at the moment from Russia or natural gas from Russia. It's more, I think, uh, natural gas going to Europe from Russia. So our situation is not derived from that. However, if globally there's going to be a stress on crude supplies or spike in its price, we'll have to look at the figures. But I don't think at the moment there is a situation like that. Although uh, you're aware yesterday, even yesterday PM had a meeting with the uh, external affairs people and also with the national security advisor. Earlier we've had a meeting with the PM also. So uh, we are constantly keeping it at a watch. Do you see, um, uh, have you, or rather let me put it this way, have you received representations from industry already saying that uh, we are likely to face a threat to our uh, uh, business because of this invasion, because foreign payments have been cut off uh, under SWIFT and uh, banks, uh, they do a lot of dealings with Russia for various business purposes. Is that likely to be a problem, the, especially the disconnection of SWIFT to uh, half a dozen Russian big banks? We've not heard anything from industry yet, although mm -hmm. we are ourselves monitoring the situation as to what will be the impact of disconnecting SWIFT and Russia. So from the ministry, we are making our own uh, 
assessments based on based on inputs also coming from our embassies outside there and uh, also looking at uh, the possible impacts that can happen for exporters and other payments which are uh, to be made but at the moment no inputs from the industry as yet yeah going back to the budget throughout uh, the last fiscal year there was a current war you did an excellent job of keeping to the budget estimates in fact you were uh, a lot of the, a lot of the times you were overachieving the estimates of last year uh, revenues were buoyant and revenue expenditure also you kept it under control this is definitely a contrast to past experience when uh, typically within the first 3 4 months expenditure overshoot estimates and you constantly be trying to play catch up can you explain what changed about the way you manage expenditure that caused this uh, difference this year <clears throat> Uh, well i think uh, well before the budget is finalized we sit with the departments which every government would do but we made sure that with the departments we were picking up realistic figures from them we were we were also telling them to give us as much as what will be the spread how are you going to have it between first quarter and the second third quarter and the fourth and so on and uh, vetted it from the point of view of are they being realistic so after that even during this intermission like i am going around the country taking the budget there are officials in the ministry who are sitting and talking with departments about oh. what right now this is the amount we fixed this is what is on the table of the house once the parliament approves that's the amount after the appropriation which will come for you get yourself ready to take it off on 1st april itself mm-hmm. so and uh, since last year at least on the capital expenditure every quarter to start with and then every month i have monitored every department's expenditure profile oh i have questioned them where there has been delay particularly oh. after the second wave there was a problem that people were not available in the ground so money couldn't reach on the ground for the big capex so the monitoring and calling the department over to north block and say tell us what's going on has made ministries understand that this year particularly post the pandemic unless the expenditure is kept pace with for the numbers that we've been giving economy will suffer so they they've taken it in that spirit and they've been at it otherwise we wouldn't have been i hope to as of 31st march achieve 5.51 lakhs at least so that's what i've given in previous for an increment from 3.4 lakh crores to this and reaching 5.51 wouldn't have been possible unless we kept asking the departments about their performance not otherwise but for the fact that unless this money goes to the ground that multiplier during mm-hmm. recovery wouldn't have so people have understood and they going about it mm-hmm. and that's what i think this time all the more i will have to do because the increase is more than 30% this time yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah your capex increase is very well appreciated and it's i think it's excellent in terms of quality of expenditure of that 1 lakh crore is to be loaned to the states for spending how do you ensure the states partner with you on this uh, uh, i mean most times we find that states lag behind or they use the money for other purposes uh, all of the most of them are in trouble financially 
So how do you ensure that states meet up to your expectations in terms of CapEx spending? No, we've very clearly been uh, descriptive of the way in which this one lakh crore can be used. We very clearly said, look, about 85% of it will be for you to use it the way you want for a project which is with you, for a project which is already set out and it's in the pipeline. Whereas 15% of it is what, approximately 15% is what we might want them to do as per some kind of a, you know, a condition that we put in. And that condition is not to make the state suffer. It's more for the larger objective of reform. Mm. So with reform, which has to be undertaken for various other reasons, ease of doing business can be one, performance can be second, overall the country should be better in its governance can be the third. So we have conditions which are driven from that consideration. So the 15% of this 1 lakh crore will be tied like that, but that's not tied against the state's interests. Okay. And the 85 will be left for the state. In fact, I will go to the extent of saying even clearing pending bills of the current CAPEX, which is ongoing, mm -hmm. I've permitted. Oh. Okay. So, states are not <clears throat> going to be worse off. Okay. And it's uh, definitely something which we think has been understood by most states. I've had conversation with some of the states. Mm -hmm. And they are readying themselves so that even by March, they send the thing uh, for DPR. So, mm -hmm. the DPR is being sent for appraisal by the expenditure okay. and the moment it's cleared and I hope to do it all in April itself oh. so that money goes away to the states. Ma'am, the capital expenditure has been increased in the FY23 also. One of the key issues that well that will be front-loaded uh, so that more and more capital expenditure is the, which has gathered pace during the last quarter and you also reduce the circular of 33% and 15% for the, the last quarter. So will you front load it and how you will ensure that the pace should continue in the next fiscal? I won't have a hesitation in front loading it. Last time also we did it. For that matter why the front loading principle has now even come to influence uh, our devolution. When uh, monthly devolution has to happen on the 20th of every month, we've been giving one uh, additional yeah, month's uh, thing. Twice I did it in the last month. And in fact, uh, subtly we've also moved 20th to 10th now. So instead of getting it on the 20th, they will get it even on the 10th of every month. Mm -hmm. So these kind of changes are happening only because we want to help the states. So front-loading, I'll not be averse to. It'll also depend on the states saying, all right, we have started this project, we are moving. I would give the money in advance. Some of the states have complained that, of course, it's a 50-year interest-free loan. That means center is going to bear the burden of the interest. But it is going to affect the financial autonomy. So what do you have to say on this criticism? What kind of a financial autonomy is affected when they take JICA loan? That is also through the center. Yeah. When you take external borrowing or project funded by multilateral organizations, every state wants it because they have so many such projects. Those are funds which come through the center. Center takes it and immediately passes it on. That's, That's also governed by the same articles of the constitution. That's not indebted to getting uh, under the control of the center. It's it's a it's a very lame argument to say, oh wow, the states have also been considered as partners. I can't accept it on its face. I want to throw this out. So you know, I don't want to be indebted to the center. Excuse me. What are the JICA loans and World Bank loans then? 
you didn't think about it then politically you want to just cry down everything that the center does unthinkingly please cry down if it is not right but this is unthinking it's okay when you take jayka but this is not okay you know come on <laughs> Thank you so much Thank madam you. thanks for the time Thank you. and uh, you're welcome